ان الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء وعلى اله واصحابه ومن والاه بعد the purpose of our creation which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that he created us for no other purpose than for his ibadah وما ارسلناك الله سبحانه وتعالى قال وما خلقت الجن والانس الا ليعبدون and so i remind myself and you that if there is any instant in our lives that is spent in doing anything other than the ibadah of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then that instant is being spent in something which is not the purpose of our creation obviously if we have been created for a purpose and we don't fulfill it then we are questionable before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so how is it possible to convert every instant of our lives and every action of our lives into an action of ibadah obviously that's necessary because if ibadah is restricted only to or worship is restricted only to salah and recitation of quran and fasting and so on uh then there will be huge parts of our lives which are spent in necessary legitimate activities like earning a living or traveling from place to place or playing some sport or whatever it is studying uh which would not be considered ibadah if ibadah is only these forms of worship so how then can we explain this because if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one of the principles of the sharia is that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never gives an order that is impossible to obey because that would be unfair and unjust that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us an order uh, that we are supposed to obey and if we do not obey this order then we are punishable uh, but the order is such that intrinsically it can't be obeyed it's impossible to obey it so this would be unfair So obviously Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala does not do that Allah is adil Allah is fair and just so any hukum of Allah any order of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala by definition is doable and that's the reason why we are questionable on it if we don't do it because it's something which is possible to do but we choose not to do it so if Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala said that I have created you for no purpose other than my worship then it automatically follows that it is possible to live our entire life every single instant of this life every single moment of this life in a state of worship so how is that to be done and for that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam and specifically told us that the life of my nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam his entire life every aspect of his life is something that is worthy of emulation and that is the best example for you to follow where he said laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana he said the best example a good example for you to follow is the example of the life of my nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam how does this relate with the purpose of our existence which is the way it relates is that if we do everything in our lives if we emulate the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in every action of our lives then that action becomes an action of ibadah starting from 
I don't like to use the word small and 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 big or insignificant and significant because it is our aqidah that every action of Rasulullah is significant. That every action of the Prophet there's no, no such thing as a small action, but I mean small and big in terms of the compli- of, of the complexity of the action. So whether it is something like how we eat our food, how we drink our water, how we say salam to each other, uh, how we sleep, how we wake up, uh, how we go to the toilet, how we come out of the toilet. And that is where we also see the uh, hikmah, the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causing every single action of Rasulullah to be preserved. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused every aspect of the Prophet from his person uh, Ibn Abbas describes Anhu describes the uh, soles of the feet of the Prophet He describes how the the underside of the foot, the sole of the foot of the Prophet looked like. Now imagine, uh, you would have heard you know descriptions of many people, but whose in whose description is the sole of the foot described? But the Prophet even that people described how the sole of his foot was like. And this is the uh, Qudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, caused every aspect of his Nabi to be uh, mentioned, remembered, preserved, and passed on generation after generation. So we have in the life of Nabi sallallahu uh, an example for every single thing in our lives, for all kinds of decisions that we might that we might need to make. Uh, like yesterday, uh, Shaykh Ali was asking us, what are the things that you look for in a spouse? You want to, mar- to marry somebody uh, in the man or the woman, uh, what are the qualities that you need to look for in a spouse? What is the answer for that? The answer is look to what Rasulullah said with regard to this matter. Uh, you might say, well, what kind of employment uh, should I seek? Look in the life of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi what did he say about employment? If Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives you the power to rule a kingdom, to rule a state, you say, well, how must I rule as the president, as the prime minister, as the ruler of this country? Look in the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi which will give you an example of how a ruler uh, must rule in a way which is just and which is compassionate. Uh, as a householder, as a uh, as a military officer, as uh, you know, um, in 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 business, for example, right? Uh, every single aspect. If you look at the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, from the, the the least complex to the most complex, from the smallest to the largest, every action of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is described and it is recorded. So therefore, it is possible if we lead our lives in this way, according to the Sunnah of the of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And with this intention that I am doing this because it is the sunnah. For example, Rasulullah said when you put on your shoes, he said lift up the shoe, shake it out and put it on. Now you might say I am wearing a pair of slippers, I can see what, what's in it. Uh, why, must I, why must I do that? You are not doing it because you can see or you can't see. You are doing it because Rasulullah said do it. Somebody asked an Ali bin Abi Talib about the masa on the socks. And he said, my logic tells me that the masa should be on the underside because the underside comes into contact with the ground. But the Prophet ﷺ said, do masa on the upper side. So I do masa on the upper side. Uh, Sayyida Aisha Siddiqa anha says that among the people, the Sahaba, she said the one who was closest to and who emulated Rasulullah ﷺ the most was Abdullah ibn Umar. 
Now, Abdullah Umar Abdul Radhiallahu Radhiallahu is going one day. He is mounted on his camel. He reaches a particular place. He makes the camel do com- two complete circles, and then makes the camel kneel, and he gets off, and he prays two rakat of salah. Somebody asked him, "He says, why did you do that? You know, why did you make your camel do two rounds and?" Uh, then sit down and then you got off and you prayed two rakat of salah. What salah is this? He said, the salah is nafil. And the reason I did it was one day Rasulullah I was with him and Nabi Wasallam came here and his camel made two circles and sat down and then the Prophet Wasallam prayed two rakat of salah. Now, if you think about it, uh, who knows why a camel does what a camel does? I mean, you know, there's no, uh, at least no logic to me of why the camel must have taken two turns and not one turn. But the, the, the Sahaba's way of looking at it was that every action of the Prophet ﷺ was guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla So if he did something, there was a reason. Now we might, the reason might be apparent to us in some cases. In other cases, the reason may not be apparent. But we are not doing the action because we understand the reason always. We do the action because it is the action of the, of the Prophet ﷺ. And that action makes it ibadah for us. So if we look at our lives and we try to say that every single instant of my life, every action of mine, every reaction of mine, every attitude of mine is according to the life of Rasulullah then inshallah every action of ours becomes an action of ibadah. Now if we do this, and as I said, two things are required. One is the action itself, and secondly the niyyah behind the action, which is that I am doing it because it is the sunnah. So having this niyyah. If we do this, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards. Then what's the, what's the reward? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهَ وَيَخْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُرُّ الرَّحِيمُ Allah said, O Muhammad sallallahu say to these people who claim to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu, to make my ittibah. He did not say to obey me. He said, tell them to make, tell them, make my ittibah. Then what will happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. And then of course Allah jalla jalalu, if Allah loves somebody then what happens to his sins? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives his sins. Wallahu ghafur rahim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving and the most merciful. Now think about this. The word ittiba is different from the word ita'at. Ita'at is obedience. Obedience requires a hukum. Obedience requires an order which is to be obeyed. But ittiba is something which is not obedience. It is emulation. It is imitating. Now you emulate or imitate only for one reason, which is love. Nobody emulates someone they dislike. People emulate those they love. And this emulation, therefore, is a sign of the love of Muhammad sallallahu We find signs of emulation in, uh, you know, in our society today. People uh, emulate uh, pop stars and emulate sports stars and various people because they love them. Uh, the, the concerned sports star doesn't even know that so-and-so in the whole issue of, of fan clubs and fans is what. People don't even know they exist, but they do it because they love that person. So what about the love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The one who loves the Prophet sallallahu emulates the Prophet sallallahu he is. Not, he doesn't even wait to say, did the Rasulullah actually tell us to do that? Is this an order of the Prophet? If, the, if it is an order of the Prophet, of course it has to be obeyed anyway. But obedience for things which were not necessarily uh, ahkam of the Prophet, it's not necessarily his, for example, Nabi used to clip his nails in a certain way. He would start with the index finger of the right hand and he would go across to this little finger and then he would go on the left hand from the little finger across to the thumb and then he would clip the nails or a nail of his 
right thumb the last. Now, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi to the best of my knowledge, didn't say, when you clip your nails, do it like this. But, the, but people saw how he did it. They preserved this memory. And if we, when we clip our nails, uh, if we do it in this way with the near that this is the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then it amounts to ittiba of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, makes the clipping of nails into an action of ibadah and results, inshallah, in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loving you and me. So this is the barakah of the sunnah of, a, of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. One, that it converts every action into an action of ibadah. And two, that it results in the love of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for the slave. And when that happens, of course, uh, the sins of the slaves are forgiven. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is most uh, forgiving and most merciful. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to enable us to lead our entire lives. Every action we do, every word we speak, every intention we have, every condition that we find ourselves in, to do every one of these things in accordance with the beautiful sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill our lives with the barakah of that and to forgive our sins. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Bi rahmatika ya rahmatika.